Hey, kids, here's, here's, here's a tip. Hot pro tip. Don't do blow. Welcome to episode 229 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here, as always. Took a, a week break. Yes. But we're back, and I think we're back better than ever because Neil Fallon is on this podcast. I mean, what a way to come back. Yeah. You come back with one of the greatest lyricists on this earth. Yes. One of the greatest front men from one of the greatest rock and roll bands on this earth. I think that's a good way to take a week off, right? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> that's the way to do it. We did it. All right. So we're like patting our own selves on our backs, right? Why not? Yeah. That's okay. Everybody else <laughs> seems to do it. Why can't we? Yeah, true. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, Neil Fallon is here. We'll be talking to him shortly. But before we do, we need to let you know that we are sponsored every week by MedFarm and DEB Concerts. MedFarm is a dispensary that is located right here in the heartland of Oklahoma at Broken Arrow. <laughs> the greatest city in Oklahoma. I said it. I'm shunning people right now that aren't from Broken Arrow. No, I'm not really. Ah, uh, Broken Arrow. The land of fast food <laughs> stores and fast food places and, and snooty bitches. Yeah. Let me tell yeah. you. Snooty bitches abound. Oh, my God. So many soccer moms that want to see the yeah. manager in Broken Arrow. Yeah. Broken Arrow in Owasso. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> yeah, just random tangent real quick. That's fine. We're good with that. There's a, a lot of people from this area that listen to us, and there's people from elsewhere. But no matter where you're from, get on Facebook and search Soccer Moms of Broken Arrow and Owasso. It's White Moms of... Oh, White Moms. Of, white Moms of Broken Arrow and Owasso, or Owasso and Broken Arrow, whatever. Yeah. Follow I, that page. Who I don't. We don't know who runs it, but it's fucking funny as shit. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. And I've told you this before, but... One of the better compliments I've had in recent years was whenever Josh Baker asked me after this thing started blowing up, he's like, are you the person behind this page? <laughs> so I'm like, well, thank you for believing You should take that. that as a compliment. <laughs> right. I'm jealous, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the point at hand is Med Farm is located in Broken Arrow. And their address is 24683 East Highway 51. They're not far from Anita Road. It's maybe a quarter mile east of there. You can't miss them. They have a huge selection, and if you get in there and you tell them that we sent you or that you heard about them on this podcast, just mention Thunder Underground, they'll give you a 10% discount. They're also running specials on their stuff all the time, so follow them on Facebook. That's Med, P-H-A-R-M. You can follow them on Instagram at MedFarmOK, and their website is MedFarmOK.com. They have a doctor on site every Friday and Saturday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., and they also have random other times when they do that, so that's why you need to follow their social medias. And the best thing of all is that 30% of the proceeds go to help out no-kill animal shelters. They're helping build those in this area of the state. So that's a huge thing, and we're really happy to have these guys on board as a sponsor. Definitely. Noble, noble cause. Definitely. The other sponsor of this podcast is DEB Concerts. They keep bringing in great shows to the Tulsa area, almost always at the IDL Ballroom, but they've branched out a couple times. They had a show... At Safari Joe's last year. They recently had a show in the spring at BOK Center. So they even brought in some arena shows. But they're bringing in mainly rock acts. And they've got some stuff, some very cool stuff coming. This September on the 13th, LA Guns will return with Grind opening up. Hell yeah. Grind is a very great band. You're going to hear more about here in just a bit. We're going to be talking about something to do with them. But L.A. Guns has played the IDL a couple times, and they're a great live band. 
and just as cool, they've been on this podcast, so go check that one out. We like to mention that that was one of our favorite ones of this past year for sure. It definitely was, yeah. And in October, October 19th, Last in Line will be making their Tulsa debut with Fist of Rage opening that show. So that'll be another killer one. Last in Line, if you're not familiar with them, it was uh, it was started as the three remaining members of the original Dio band. Now, unfortunately, one of those three has passed on, so now it's two of those original members. But they've got an amazing sound that's somewhat reminiscent of that era, but also sounds modern as well. And they, of course, play all those Dio classics live as well. And one Vivian Campbell was on this podcast not too long ago as well. Of course. So then going into November, we've got the Iron Maidens and Vixen yes. coming to the Ideal Barroom. And that show will also feature Down for Five opening up. Can't wait. Yeah, that's going to be a great one. Saturday night, you don't want to miss it. Vixen is a great live band. Have not seen the Iron Maidens, but I've seen them online yeah. on YouTube, and I've always heard cool things about them, so that's exciting to see. And Down for Five is always great, and they are working on a new album as we speak. Yes. So I'm sure that'll see the light of day by then. If not, you'll get at least a taste of it, I'm sure. Yep. So can't wait for that. But yeah, all that stuff is brought to you by DEB Concerts. All those shows will be hosted by Eddie Trunk, and all of them will be at the Ideal Barroom. That's right. So a huge thank you to Doug Burgess and DEB Concerts. That's right. All right. Well, I mentioned Grind. Well, first off, something that just came up in my head before okay. we move on. Uh, going back to the Broken Arrow thing, we don't mean to disparage Broken Arrow, but we've lived here all of our goddamn lives, so we have a right <laughs> to say whatever we want. So, you know, just don't think we're just looking in. Yeah. You know, so there you go. That's all I wanted okay. to say. I mean, we were there at the beginning. We had the fucking BA jackets with our last names on it yeah. when we were kids. So no one can take that away from us. And we Park have Lane, every, we Pioneer. have every, uh, Parkland Pioneers, a Haskell Hawk. You fucking know it. <laughs> so we have every right to crack a couple jokes about our hometown. Yeah. Of course. Hey, I still live there now. That's right. You and don't it, anymore, but it's all good. It's okay. Yeah. But yeah, okay. So someone else who lives in Broken Arrow is Grind. Well, not all of them. At least not all of them. CJ. That's right. That's right. I don't know if he's going to be okay with you uh, saying that on the podcast. I didn't. You did anyways. I didn't uh, give anyone his address. You, well, you know, just saying. I'm sure he said before online where he lives. I don't know. I doubt it. Not okay. many of us do. But uh, go ahead, Trent. You have. You said, look, I just moved to Tulsa. Here's well, my picture of my house. Okay. Well, you know, not everyone can be me, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So Grind is having their CD release party this Saturday night right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma at the Shrine. The venue Shrine. It'll be 10 bucks. The album, Leaders of the Free World, you can grab it while you're there. It'll have a bunch of great stuff on it. We actually debuted the song Senseless on our podcast with Mike D from Kill Switch Engage about two weeks ago. Which was very cool. Big honor to be able to do that. Can't wait to hear this full disc. They'll be playing the Shrine. They will also have Stellar Ascent, Driver, Crashing Cranes, and Scattered Hamlet on this bill as well. Solid bill. Yeah. That's that's great. It is. It really I is. I mean, just take a couple of these bands, put them together, and it's solid. You know, you've got all this together. That's badass. It's going to be big I fun. I mean, that's the easiest way to say it. 
That's right. Or Mike Deep Chulos on the bill, so we'll say it's badass. There you go. There you go. All right. I like that. <laughs> so be big fun, everyone, as Scatterbrain would say. <laughs> wow. Finally, a Scatterbrain reference on this podcast. Pretty sure I made one before. I feel like, yeah. Because I'm sure, I know we talked about, hey, dude, don't call me dude. Yeah, you did. We should get Tommy Christ on the podcast. I wonder if he's still around. Can, yeah, like tonight when you're done with whatever you're doing this evening. Okay. You're just sitting around looking on your phone, see if you can find his contact. I will. I will. And we'll make that happen. We'll get him on the show. (laughs) Yeah. That would be pretty sweet. Jesus, Tangent City again. (laughs) I'm sorry. Grind, uh, Driver, Scattered Hamlet, Stellar Ascent, Crashing Cranes. Going to be a great fucking show. You guys need to come out. Uh, Stay for all the bands. It's it's going to be a barn burner for sure. Of course. So we're going to play some music now. Let's do it. And it would make sense if we hyped this show, right? Yeah. We just played one of Grind's new songs. So now we're going to play a song from Scattered Hamlet, who's also on this bill, who we've had on this podcast four times now, I believe. Many times. Yeah. Three times full band. One time Adam Joe by himself. Yes. And you never know. Here in the short near future, maybe again. Yeah. <laughs> we might be working on it. We might not. You just don't know people. Yeah. You never know till it happens. That's right. All right. Let's get into this right now. Here's Scattered Hamlet with Green Bastard. It's for all the friends that we made and we lost along the way. Ain't that right, Johnny Crash? Get out! 
Bastard from Scattered Hamlet from their album Swamp Rebel Machine. Kick-ass album. And that's just one of the many kick-ass songs from that band. Yes, and that's just one of the kick-ass bands that you will see this weekend at the Chiron. <laughs> right. Because you're coming, you're going. That's right. If so, you have not... Whatever the fuck. I don't you're know coming, you're going? Fuck me. <laughs> whatever. Right. Yeah, if you've never seen Scattered Hamlet live, can't stress enough how good this band is. Yeah. It's a sight to behold. Of course. Yeah. As is Grind, Crashing Cranes, Driver, and Stellar Ascent. So, yes. Grind CD release party. Leaders of the Free World. Saturday night, August 10th. The Shrine in Tulsa, Oklahoma. All right. So, Clutch, right? Not much else to get into from the past couple weeks, I guess. I mean, they're one of our favorite bands. So, to have to have Neil Fallon on is... It was insane. Yeah. And just the way it came together, you know, was like right. just like kind of last minute. Yeah. You know, we had no, there's no time to go, oh, shit. It <laughs> right. was just, you know, so, and, and that's, those are the best times. Those are the best ways for it to happen. So it was just, yeah, uh, uh, a whirlwind, but it was a great honor. Right. Yeah. Clutch put out this album, Book of Bad Decisions, last October. And around that time. It was actually not long after it came out, I think, we had Tim Sultan. Yeah. When they came to Tulsa, when they were, it was the Clutch 7 Dust Tour, we had the opportunity to talk to Tim Sultan, bring him on the podcast. And this is a, you know, we talked about on that one, we've talked about it in multiple, multiple other episodes when we talk about Clutch, that just how great this band is, whether it be on record or whether it be live. Whatever, they're just one of the most underrated bands there is. Yeah. Because they've always got recognition, but it's kind of like, you know, that like they're on Tour of Seven. It's just one of those bands that they got the recognition, but never got over that hump of being like massive or something. Yeah. But Clutch has been so good about, for the past 25 years, putting out albums that are consistent. There's not an album in the catalog that I couldn't listen to. Yeah. Or, I mean, I wouldn't want to listen to. So, that's rare with a band that's been around 25 years. Yeah, they never had to, you know, they've never had to do a, a same anger or a slang or a risk, but at the same time, they don't repeat themselves and they don't, they don't fall into one formula. Yeah. Um, uh, so that's, that's kind of what you want in a band. Um, they don't sound like anybody else. And so, um, you know, I really, really respect a consistent, steady build, and that's what they've done since they've started in the early nineties. And uh, you know, they're they're not washed up, they're not they're not pinned to a certain decade. Um they're they're really one of the the, the genuine working man's bands of our generation, you know. Um so it, you know, they're kinda like kinda like the Ramones were or something like that. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I could go on, and, and and they don't they don't fall off. Book of Bad Decisions is great, just like everything else is. Um, I, I don't know if it's just hard to believe there might be somebody out there that's like, nah, I don't really dig them, <laughs> right? You know, that just I, that doesn't compute for me. Yeah, and it's one of those bands you see live. The it's so stripped down. It's just them and the their amps and like the stage banner, but mm-hmm. it's still like, but it's still one, one of, of the, the most best. amazing fucking things. Yeah. yeah. You see them repeatedly, and it's never old. I mean, they're one of those bands, 
one of the few bands that changed the set list every single night. Yeah. And there's some bands that'll do that with like, there's like a rotation of four or five songs, but it's clutch is one of those bands where it's every single night. It's totally different. Yeah. Which is pretty rare. But even if they weren't doing that, if they were like an Iron Maiden or someone where it's like, here, here's a set list and you're going to see it for the rest of this tour. I'd still see them 10 times because it's going to be fucking great. Every exactly. Time. I agree. Yeah. I was, uh, working at this country festival this past week in Minnesota and I was wearing a clutch shirt and I was walking somewhere and a dude that was, I think he was a, working on a stage, like a stagehand, and he like yelled clutch. It's one of the most underrated bands in the world. I'm like, you're exactly right. <laughs> that's, so, that's right. Yeah. Found one of your own there. Yeah. One of our own. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> but so to mention here, this is coming out here early August. At the very end there of July, last Friday, Volbeat yeah. released their new album. Yes. And it had a song on there called Die to Live that also featured Neil Fallon. Yes. And I don't think, from what I know, it was kind of not pre-announced, was it? Yeah, I think the, I they saw a post had, the, day the, sh- the day the album came out. Yeah, so it wasn't even... an album yet. It wasn't even one of those things where it was like, you know, hey, it'll also feature a song with Neil Fallon. Like, they kind of held that under yeah, wraps, I guess. Held, yeah, under wraps. So, but yeah, he's on there. It's a great song. And you definitely know when Neil comes in. Uh, so uh, that's just a, yeah, mean, another you, added thing. You mean him and Michael Paulson don't sound similar? <laughs> Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. I, I always got them that. too confused. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get yours checked then. But no, I mean, this song just sounds like a classic Volbeat song. And to hear when you think, how is Neil Fallon's voice going to work on that? Yeah. And it, I mean, it works. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it cha- it changes it dynamic a little bit because of the music that's behind him, but it's. I mean, it's similar in, in vain to that song they did on their last album, uh, Black Rose. Is yeah. that right? It's called Black Rose or something Rose with uh, Danko Jones. I think it was Black Rose. Jesus, I'm losing it. Yeah, but and it was a similar style of song where you know they rotated vocals and it was that kind of sped up, but yeah, not super heavy style of. You know, because Volbeat's got a few different styles of things they do, but it was a it was a good fit, a nice surprise because it's not something you expect to hear, and you know I dig it. Yeah. I can imagine there's some people out there that have Clutch fans that might not because Volbeat's a polarizing band, but yes. I'm on the side of people that I'm not afraid to admit how much I fucking love Volbeat. I yeah, I mean, no, <laughs> their new album's great, and we'll talk about that in a future episode. Uh, but this is definitely a great song, and. uh Neil added a lot to it. Yeah. And something else to point out is recently <clears throat> we put a video on YouTube where we talked about the two songs that Clutch have, has released this summer for the Weathermaker Vault series. Yes. They put out a cover of Magic and a cover of Precious and Grace. And both of these are excellent songs. And they had been playing Magic Live up until the show that we saw in Tulsa. They played... Precious and Grace, and that was the first time they played it, I think. Yeah. It's called Evil. Why do I keep saying magic? I don't know. I, don't I know it's evil. You, you need to, it's all that magic fuck- gathering you've been playing. Yeah, that's gotta be it. <laughs> Holy shit. I tell you, quit doing that, that shit. What am I like thinking of? Full shit. I don't even know where. I'm trying to compute like why that's in my head, but I can't do it right now. It's I'll a, think of it later. It's okay. It's all good. I'm not even going to erase this. I'm going to leave it in there for everybody (laughs) everybody to hear my stupidity. (laughs) Oh, my God. But Evil is a great fucking song. I know that. I've heard it. We talk about it on that YouTube video. Of course. Yeah. So check that out. You know, there's no reason to really 
delve back into that when you can go listen to it there. That's right. But we didn't mention because we actually recorded the the Mike D Killswitch podcast before that showing, you know, before yeah. the show that night. Mm-hmm. So we didn't really get to talk about that show, which we've seen both those bands multiple times. We just talked about how great Clutch is live, mm-hmm. but Clutch's set list that night was one of the best ones I'd seen. Oh man, it personally, was, it was nuts. Mob goes wild. I mean, shit, dude. I mean, to get Willie Nelson, which I know they've yep. been playing, but it's not every single night. That's one of my favorite songs of theirs. They played, um, there was a couple other things that kind of surprised me, but now I'm, yeah. of course, drawing a blank because I didn't have notes with me, but there was like five or six songs on that set list that I was surprised about. And then, of course, they did Precious and Grace, and you were, I know, pretty happy about that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a... Yeah, I mean, just the whole night was great. Um, I, I would like to extend a big, huge, hearty fuck you to the guy that was sitting behind me and Melissa because he was obviously drunk and he was obviously not a Kill Switch Engage fan because <laughs> after each song, he'd make a big old fart noise <laughs> and like he would, he would complain during the songs. He'd scream out, you guys all have the same haircut and just stupid shit. The whole time we ended up moving because this guy was such an obnoxious fucker. So if you're out there, sir, eat a dick. I'm pretty sure he's listening to this podcast right now. Yeah, well, I hope. So, um, anyways, uh, other than that, the night was spectacular. <laughs> Both bands turned in great sets. Um, and Chromags were fucking awesome too. I really enjoyed them. Yeah, it was really cool to oh, see. Oh man. And so, I mean, just a, it, one of those shows, man, it was a great show. I was thinking later on, and that reminded me when you said that about that guy yelling that we should ask Mike D if he's ever felt pressured to shave his head or have a mohawk. Well, yeah, yeah. Because there's four guys in the band that are either mohawked or shaved head. Yeah. And uh-huh. here he is, like a hippie with long hair. What the yep, fuck? I know, I know. He got, he's got to be different. Yeah. And we got him on the show. That's right. Last episode. Go check it out. <laughs> Two twenty-eight. That's right. All right. Well, I think it's time to quit talking and just let No Fallon do it. Okay. All right. Here's No Fallon from Clutch. Kill Switch Engage. I know you guys have toured with a lot of metal bands throughout the years. Do you enjoy playing to fan bases that might not be a Clutch fan? I mean, half the crowd, yeah, possibly. You, you can't always preach to your own choir, you know. It's yeah. like we could do our headline shows, and it's you know, it's pretty much a gimme. But to gain new fans, um, especially lifelong term fans, you have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit. We've been doing it like that since 1992. You know, it's not easy being the opening act for something like Iron Maiden uh, because the front row doesn't give a damn. <laughs> but, you know, somewhere in the yeah. back, there's somebody who gets turned on to the band. And you know, we, we did a country festival night before last, and they, we might as well have been at Kennedy's. <laughs> uh, but some way, some, someone's going to like it. Yeah. You know, so that's why we're there. There you go. Yeah, I mean, whether it's Drop Eight Murphy's or, you know, Seven Dust or whatever, I, you know, that's... 
that's a good point. That's great. Yeah. You know, I think one in the nineties, it was one of the problems with our major labels is that they didn't know how to market us. They didn't, and we were always kind of like too different. We were, we weren't metal enough. And when we would go with other bands, we were too metal or too proggy or too, you know, different, but that, I would prefer it that way, yeah. you know, yeah. than just being kind of lost in the shuffle. Yeah. What do you think that's kind of added to your longevity program? I think, I hope so. I think, well, you know, people like the band for a very specific reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and also playing live, I think those people are much more dedicated to music than just the person who just is listening to the morning drive time radio. There's, there's a level of involvement uh, that people come to live music yeah. that is, you don't find in other formats, I think. Right. <clears throat> well, uh, this Weathermaker Vault series, um, how many more songs are going to be released? You know, is it like a thing where you each get to pick a... Well, we recorded a batch of them. Okay. Because um, we're not really ready to do another full length of new material because Book of Bad Decisions isn't even a year old yet. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, these days, you know, people's attention, you got to, the attention spans are shorter. You got to keep them engaged to use a, a word I hate using. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, and, uh, you know, compared to other genres like hip hop or EDM, rock and roll is still very traditional in the way it delivers music and you know, the physical copy. And I like full-length records and I'm 47. I'm just a product of my age. But in this younger um, group of listeners, that I think um, they're okay with getting it on their phone um, or on their computer. So the Vault Series is sort of like a way to, for us to test what it's like to deliver stuff digitally. Maybe eventually we'll put them all on a vinyl record. Yeah. Um, for, for people like myself. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, since we are our own label, it, it's sort of us doing an, an experiment. And it was also just fun to keep busy, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Did you guys kind of come to the table with your own song you wanted to do, or is it kind of a collective? You think these songs have been floating around in your. Um, it was just it basically just us sitting around, like in the in a dressing room or uh, I don't remember where it was, like just kind of offering up songs. Like, what about this song? What about that song? And those were the, the songs that kind of everyone said, oh, let's, let's give it a whirl. And um, we'll be releasing some more, you know, pretty much to the end of the summer, or the end of the year, rather. I was just speaking to John Paul about what we're going to record for the new match. We don't really, we don't really know yet. Yeah. We're trying to figure that out. <laughs> well, um, Press and Grace, this is the ZZ Top cover. You know, I listened to, to to your version, and then I went back and listened. And I just listened to Trey Songbirds not that long ago, but it didn't piece together until I heard them both. It's like, yeah, I I thought, wow, you guys doing ZZ Top, and then I heard it. I was like, that makes perfect sense, and it's just cool how that that intertwined. And I saw, you know, uh, the spark of influence and. They're, really cool. they're a huge influence yeah. on us. I mean, I grew up in a, listening to ZZ Top, as did everyone else in the band. And it's one of those few bands that I still listen to. I mean, there's only a handful of Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, ZZ Top that yeah. 
from when I was a little kid hearing it on the radio that I'd listen to by choice still, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, you can't overstate their influence on this band, for sure. Definitely. Well, as far as lyrics go, I mean, you're well-known for having some amazing lyrics. Like, is that something, <coughs> are you always writing lyrics? Because I know I've seen interviews where you've talked about, you know, having a story and sitting down and writing, but... <coughs> Are there lines that run through your head and you like keep a notepad or anything? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I find it's it's sort of like exercise. Like if you don't do it regularly, you can't expect to be able to do it, you know, on, on demand. So, I mean, I jot stuff down and maybe it bends up in a song, maybe not. I mean, Book of Bad Decisions, the song is an example. I wrote all those lyrics without music and tried it in different songs and it never worked until we wrote that particular bit of music. Um, I think half the battle is just being a good listener. Always, you know, keeping your ear open, eavesdropping on people's conversations or that's a weird sign over there, what the hell does that mean? You know, and write it down. I've always liked the escapism of heavy metal. and there's other things in other genres that has that as well. But I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm, I get to hear the music first and close my eyes and, and generate the movie in the head. And people have different interpretations of it. That's great. I'm not certainly an authority on UFOs and writing elephants. <laughs> I like to talk about it. <laughs> like who? Who do you think the best lyricist of all time is? Music wise. That's a toughie, but the first name that comes to mind is Tom Waits. He's, he's, I, every time I hear his songs, it, uh, my jaw drops. The other, the other few names that come to mind after him are Nick Cave, uh, Leonard Cohen, uh, PJ Harvey is awesome too. She's really good. Um, uh, but as far as I consistently, Well, switching gears a little bit, um, you know, you guys have the same lineup for so long and what it takes to keep that going and keep it together. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm sure there's times where you guys just want to get away, you know, so. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, it's like a, it's like a four-way marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Not to get too creepy sounding, but um, everyone at this point understands, like, you know, we got to give each other enough room. Um and be cognizant that you're just 25% of something that's hopefully a song greater than its parts. You also got to be able to eat humble pie every once in a while. You got to be able to laugh at yourself, not take it too seriously. Uh, even though we take it very seriously, you got you to roll with the punches. Um, it's like anything else in life. Um, there's good times and bad times. And I think... Uh, at this point, we realize, you know, making a living, you know, in a band is kind of a rare thing. It's not kind of, it is a rare thing, yeah. particularly in this day and age. And we've become very defensive about it, but very grateful about it. So anything that seems like that would compromise that, we just banish to the ends of the earth. Yeah. Yeah. Try to keep it as simple as possible. And, you know, don't do cocaine. <laughs> It's a terrible idea. Don't do it. <laughs> it's one, one simple key. Yeah. Hey, kids, here. So here's, here's a tip. A hot, hot pro tip. Don't do blow. <laughs> right on. 
we'll, we'll um, you know, also to that, not cocaine, but the other stuff. Okay. You know, picking a set list now, um, and then I know you guys changed up, you know, how do you pick the songs and how do you maintain a lot of that in your, in your head and in your fingers, you know, to play it? Well, you know, by the end of a tour, there's probably 50 to 60 songs that we could probably pick from. Yeah. Because, and if someone's going to want to put a song on a set list that we haven't played in some time, say, let's do it for sound check, maybe a day or two ahead of time and do it two or three times. Um, it's good. I think it's good to be intimidated by the set list. If you're looking at it, you're kind of like, well, that's the same set list we've been doing for the past three months. One, I would go crazy. Yeah. And two, like, uh, I think that's when daydreaming starts, and that's when the mistakes happen. But if you're engaged because you're a little bit unsure of yourself, I think that's a positive thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I saw something a while back where you uh, had said that you were thinking you guys were talking about recording some old, pre-recording some old songs. Uh, are you talking about like first second album, or is this just stuff throughout the career? All over the place. Oh, okay. So it's nothing specific. No. Um, and there, there's, there's two reasons for that. One, I know we can all play it better. A lot of our early stuff was written in the studio and then recorded like that day or a couple of days later. You know, we've learned since it's much better to write the music, play it on the road for weeks, if not months. Because if you're in this, if you're trying to track it, and all you're doing is trying to remember the parts, you're really not performing it. Yeah. And I know I can sing circles around a lot of those songs. Um, also, our <clears throat> in the '90s, those records are owned by other record labels, and they put they put it out on vinyl. We'll never get them back. We'll, we'll never own them. Um, so we also are thinking about just re-recording it and owning it. I mean. There are there are compositions, but the actual recording rights belong to someone else, right? And that ticks us off. Yeah. So why not do it again? I mean, it's our music. Who's going to say no? And this time around, it's all yours. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I don't know why other bands don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember that when D. Snyder said they did that just so they could sell it to commercials, and he said he's made the most money in his career since he threw the. I didn't know that. You know, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, like the versions that were on that Tampax commercial, not SpongeBob, were re-recorded versions. So are they? Yeah, that's smart. <clears throat> you know, I'd say you, if you own your own label or own your own music, you can make more money selling ten copies than you would a hundred thousand with a major label. To be honest, I mean that's not the real math, but it's it's an example. Yeah. I, I gotta imagine doing that stuff all all on your own has to be. A little harder, but the payoff has to be better. It's like anything else in yeah. life. More, more work reaps more reward. There's more risk. You can't blame anybody but yourself if you fuck up. Yeah. But that's that's being self-employed, like in any industry. Um, you know, if you have own your own business, it's it's on you, and that's a good thing. But. Um, I think a lot of bands still to this day have this mindset that they want to be coddled um, and just kind of uh, have a, um, a patron take care of them. Um, and I know bands that still brag about signing multi-album contracts as if that's a good thing and I just, I don't get it. Why would you do it? It's 2019, not, you know, 1974. 
But hey, uh, rock and roll is a slow moving beast. Well, this, I mean, this is, I'm probably going to answer this because you've never done it that I know of. You've never played an album in its entirety, right? We have. Oh, yeah? Uh, we did self-titled, uh, well, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. Oh, okay. Because um, to me, that seems like it's kind of against the vibe you got put off live. You know, we did, people were asking us to do that, and we were kind of dragging our feet. Finally, said, fuck it, let's just try it. And it, I guess it's cool to talk about, but... Somehow, it didn't really translate for us, like, on stage. It was cool to say we did it, but I just felt like we were playing the album. And there wasn't the... Sometimes you listen to a record, John's great, but it doesn't necessarily translate to a giant PA with the dynamics of whatever happens on stage. Um, it's not to say we won't do it again, but it's not on our to-do list at the moment. <laughs> Well, we had Tim on the podcast last year. Okay. And I asked this kind of a dumb question, but I asked him, based off your lyrics on how to shake hands, you had to put someone on the $50 and $100 bill, who would you put? Uh, so, do you have an answer for that? Uh, maybe Nikola Tesla. That'd be a good one. Uh, he doesn't get a fair shake. Um... See, so that that would be a musician, a comedian, a scientist. Um, hmm. Um, um, SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> but if you wanted to go like a real human being and had to keep it American. We don't have any ladies yet, so um, um, let's put uh, let's put Bonnie Raitt on there. She's kind of a badass. That would be cool. I think that's <laughs> a good answer. I don't know why she came to mind. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm in Oklahoma and I'm thinking about canes and <laughs> <Yeah>. country music. <laughs> well, based off the stuff you've written about and a lot of things, I would assume, are you a fan of the show Westworld? That seems like something. I was, I mean, I loved the movie when I was a kid, and I started watching the show. I'm, I'm not a person who like is very good at consecutively watching shows. I kind of got confused after a while. Like I, I didn't retain what the hell was going on. Yeah, it's beautifully shot. I mean, it looks incredible, but as far as the plot arc, it just kind of got too long for me. Same, same with Walking Dead. It was like, okay, I, I kind of get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want the a plot arc has to have a beginning and an end, and just because it's making buttloads of cash doesn't mean you should keep going. Right. Um, like Game of Thrones, I know people kind of dog the ending of it. They say, well, they didn't have to end it; they could have kept milking this. But I respect and like the fact that they said enough yeah. and then put it away. Um, but I love the I love the philosophical questions that Westworld brings up about what is being self-aware, what makes you human, what is a soul, um, can AI ever be truly self-aware, I mean, those are all very important questions to ask, particularly right now. Yeah. Cool, man, we appreciate you taking the time to do this. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Awesome. Cool. Cool. Let's get out of this hot box. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There you go, No Fallon of Clutch. A huge thank you to Doug Weber of New Ocean Media 
And of course, a huge thank you to Neil Fallon for taking the time out of his day when Clutch was here in Tulsa to talk to us. That was rad. That was. That's one to seriously knock off the list of. That is, you know, one of the people we like really high hope that one day we could get on this podcast. And, and we did, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. An extreme pleasure to make that happen. And like we mentioned early on, you're a Clutch fan. Tim Salt from Clutch was on here on episode 194. So go back and check that one out if you missed it. It is also very cool. So we've only got two guys to go until we complete the That's right. The clutch. What's the word? Can't say trifecta, the no, quadrifecta? The, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, make something up. You, you know, know what we should do is play a clip right now. Because I ask you know, the same thing that I asked Tim Salt about the the twenty dollar and the five note. Yeah. So we can play that clip right now. This is what Tim Salt said. $100 bill and a $50 bill. Let's see. How about... Hmm. George Carlin would probably have to be the other comedian that was on there. Yes. Yeah, we agree. <laughs> and, uh... I don't know, I might throw Dwayne Allman up on the 100 all right, there you go. That's what Tim Salt said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, huge honor. If you have not checked out Book of Bad Decisions that came out in 2018, you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Yes. And I think that you should correct that right now. Check that out and check out every other damn Clutch album because they're all amazing as hell. Ultimate rock and roll. That's right. But yeah, if you're if it's your first time listening or you've only been listening for a short while, we appreciate it and we'd love if you checked out some past episodes. Tons of people from different genres of rock and metal have been on this podcast, including Gene Simmons from Kiss, Bruce Kulick, formerly of Kiss, John Connolly of Seven Dust, Dave Elfson of Megadeth, Chris Broderick, formerly Megadeth. We've had on Vivian Campbell of Def Leppard and Last in Line. We've had on both Mike Dean and Reed Mullen from Crotion Conformity. We've had on guys from... If you like some 80s rock, found on guys from Dokken, Warrant, Tesla, Bullet Boys, LA Guns, Motherfucking Junkyard. What the fuck? Yeah. You gotta add some fucks in when you're talking about Junkyard. You got like damn that, right. That like blasted people's ears, but I don't give a <laughs> shit. Because I'm drinking my blues again. So that's what <laughs> we do here. You know, you're going to get a lot of variety. We run the gamut. If you're rock and metal... We're, we're, we're going to grab you. So, Or if you're Shooter Jennings, we're going to grab we, you. We even did that. Ian Moore, we did that, you know? If we, we like it, we're going to try to make it happen. By God. I still am convinced that one day before he leaves this earth, Willie Nelson will be on this podcast. I hope so. It's I just part so. of me. I just really think that's going to happen. <laughs> I think that'll happen before Slash. You never I, know. I don't know. There's something about it, you know? You never know. Just putting that out there. I've long thought it, but I finally said it out loud. You put it out there in the ether. That's right. Okay. Because that's how you got us Vivian Campbell recently, by putting it out there in the ether, and here we are. Look at that. Now it's just part of our history. That's right. <laughs> yeah, all those episodes and 228 other ones can be found on <laughs> soundcloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. You can also find them on iTunes, Google Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Mixcloud, most anywhere podcasts are heard except for Spotify's dumbass. <laughs> you can also listen to us every Monday night, 7 p.m. Central, 
1027wsnr.com. Hey, they're they're not gonna add us. So I can call them dumbass. I use them all the time for music. Yeah, yeah fuck them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I fucking agree. <laughs> fuck them. You can also go to thethunderunderground.com. Listen to everything there. You can find all our socials there. So follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also, yeah, you can't follow us on Grinder anymore. We shut that shit down. It's getting Fucking a little too shit. much, too much to handle. Too much to handle. You were way too active on that trend. Yeah, I know. I was letting all the the other legitimate social medias like fall to the wayside. Wow. So I had to shut that shit down. Okay. Okay. But yeah, follow us on all that great stuff. Hit like, subscribe, share. All that helps out big time. We appreciate it. I don't know if we got anything else to talk about this episode. Well, that's about it. All right. Until next time. Calling people on other islands like basically rednecks, and they, it was their own damn fault when they didn't get the water. So, so just talk about Puerto Rico. Right. Yeah. Good times. Thunder Underground, y'all.